Welcome to Sunburnt Country Music, interviews with Australian country music artists. My name is Sophie and I have been interviewing Australian country music artists for over a decade and I still love it. I love their stories, I love their insights and I love their music. So I hope you enjoy hearing from them on this podcast. Jason McDaniel's last single was called A Tall Glass of Country and a Shot of Rock and Roll, which was also an apt description of his music. His latest single is Harley Ride. We're going to talk about the song and about Harley Davidson's. Hi, Jason. G'day, Sophie. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. This is a this is a I think more on the on the tall glass of rock and roll side. This song with a shot of country. Uh, oh, yeah, the, ba- the balance is still there. I'm going to start by asking you though, when did you get your first Harley Davidson? Uh, yeah, early nineties, uh, 1993. Back when I was living in Sydney. Um, uh, used to live out in the Hawkesbury near the Rath Base, and a mate of mine who worked out there had a Harley Davidson Sportster that was uh, for sale. He was selling it, John, and um, I said, "Yeah, I wouldn't mind having a go because I had a whole heap of Japanese bikes before then, Kawasaki's and Hondas." And uh, so I went and took this thing for a ride and loved it. So, yeah, very. So, what would I have been? Mid twenties, very early twenties at that time. Mm. So obviously, you had been, since. obviously you had been riding bikes for a while if you had that many before just a little bit yeah yeah <laughs> do you think you had to go through those other bikes in order to appreciate the harley davidson uh yeah actually i did to do all the stupid things because you can't um oh you know, there's be people out there that say you can but you can't ride a harley davidson like a grand prix bike you know um and these uh, types of other types of road bikes out there. So you have to go through that stage when you first get your license like I did um, and do all the silly things and have all the knee misses. And then by the time you get a Harley, they don't handle like that, although they do handle a lot better today, uh, mm. but uh, certainly not as good as what these race bikes or the other road bikes that people might be more familiar with do. So you calm down a little bit, but you still have a lot of fun. So is it fair to say that Harley's like the cruising vehicle then of the bike world or is that an insult? Yeah, that's, well, that's no, true. It's like everything where you've got, um, you do have cruisers in Harley Davidson. So they have a whole lot of uh, a range, you know, so they've got sports bikes in Harley Davidson's, which, you know, um, that you can see racing around the tracks and they're the sportsters, uh, which is what I bought my first one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, they have what I ride, which is a wide glide, which is your, what people might be familiar when they think of Harley Davidson's. They think of what they saw on, you know, you see on the biker movies mm-hmm. that people ride, which are, are more of these soft tails and wide glide, your typical street type bike. And then they have what we call the cruisers, uh, where they have uh, the ones with the big panniers, the big fiberglass panniers on the back, or or the big. Um, uh, passenger chair behind you. It's like a big right. recliner chair and they've got the speakers for the stereo in them and, and they're the cruisers, electric glides or granny glides, we call them, right? So you get those and uh, you got the stereo blaring, you got your music blaring and they've got a windscreen on them so they don't even get their hair messed up by the wind, you know, when they're riding. So so the old saying of, you know, um, wind in your hair and bugs in your teeth doesn't exist on those, right? It's only on the others. Yeah. <laughs> so it sounds like therefore though that model is meant for the long ride. Like so how often do you get out for a long ride on your Harley? Uh for the long ones, probably uh twice a month. 
Okay. And then the short ones, you know, you use the bike like I did in COVID when I wrote this song. Uh, the bike was the escape, so I used to use it to whip down and buy a bottle of milk and, you know, a loaf of bread and you'd do three or four trips because you couldn't carry it all with a bike. So that's that's what that's what it's for, you know. Yeah. yeah. I should point out that you live in Melbourne, so you were in the most locked down place in the world, which is why you are pretty much only going as far as the shop on the highway. That's right. That yeah, but you'd go you'd go the long way around, you know. Right. I mean so within you might... your 5k limit. Yeah, within someone's 5k limit anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when you do go for longer rides, like is it is it a planned thing? Like, okay, I've got this bike, it can go a fair distance, I'm going to be comfortable, I, I want to see this place, I'm going to take the bike there, or do you just like to set off? Uh, well, both. You know, the club I ride with, um, the Harley Owners Group, um, they the Yarra Valley Harley Owners Group, they just went away last weekend uh, up to Harrietville, um, which is uh, in the high country, if you like, or the, the bottom of the high country in Victoria. So on that ride, um, you know, it was up to, I think, one of the caravan parks up there. So they would load up their their bikes and their panniers and their big guys with wearing, you know, backpacks and the old throw-over haversack that you see that you think of, you know, and uh, they load it up and they prepare. And then on the way of the trip, even though it's only two and a half hours, we tend to make them five or six-hour trips because you go a long way, take a windy road to a winery or a pub and have some lunch. and you know, then head off to the next place. And, um, you know, you've got bikes as well that have got a really short range. Um, mm-hmm. They can't carry a lot of fuel. Um, right. And like the bike I had originally, the sports day, you would be lucky to get 180 Ks out of it. So if they're with you on the run, then they plan all that. So they'd be saying, right, oh, we've got to stop every 150 Ks for these smaller bikes that don't carry as much fuel as the bigger ones. So half the group might stop with them and the ones that can keep going will keep going or, meet them at the pub or whatever. So a lot of planning goes in it when they do the long ones um, or the national rallies even where they have all over Australia where all the hog clubs from Australia all come together. Uh, but then other times it can just be you'll rock up on the weekend um, at the shop where we all meet for a barbecue and it'll be like, hey, what are you doing today, Sophie? Oh, I don't know, but I've got a few hours to kill. Righto, well, who else is available? Yep, let's go. See ya. And Who's leading? Where are we going? Don't know. You can follow. We, you know, we, away you go. So you just jump in line and, and follow. And you might have 10 bikes. It could be 50 bikes. Um, right. Yeah. And everyone just peels off as they need to. I've got to go now. And they go off their way and their way and their way. Yeah. It's good fun. Well, and I did see that you're a member of the Hog Club. So now you have solved the mystery of what the acronym means Harley Owners Group. Yes. Harley Owners Group. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Exactly. Um, and it's a great, great thing, you know. Anyone that has uh, has a Harley, owns a Harley, um, can join the Harley Owners Group, and and it's good. There's just people of all ages riding all different types of bikes, and it's uh, it's a really good social club, and they do lots of charity events, which is great. They they have great uh, parties as well. They go on great rides. Um, yeah, it's 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 a really good thing. Uh, so you mentioned that the song Harley Ride came about was written during COVID. I imagine at that point you were dreaming of having some long rides <laughs> on your bike. Yeah, for sure. Um, and and it was. And, you know, um, in the chorus where I talk about flying down the freeway, et cetera, you know, it's um, on my revved up Harley Ride. That's, you know, we couldn't do it because, as you said earlier, we are in this lockdown 5K radius in Melbourne mm-hmm. and, on on uh, further away than 5Ks from the freeway. So 
um, you know, it's that's when I wrote that song and and that was the thought, you know, can't wait for the day that I can get out on a long ride or get down some of these freeways to the Great Ocean Road or some of the windy mountain roads, et cetera. Um, but, yeah, that's that's definitely where it came from. And I imagine if you did attempt to go a bit further, you would have been a target. But this is the thing, Harley riders are pretty obvious, right, on the road. So in terms of police, they probably could have looked at you and thought, that's not just nicking down to the shops. Yeah, that's right. You can't sneak around. It's it's fairly hard to do that. Um, and, you know, once you do it a few times and 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 uh, our, our mates in blue are out there, they tend to then know who lives where or, hey, we've seen that one before. And, all of a sudden, you know, that's the fourth time today we've seen that one go past. They, they might want to have a chat. So, yeah, you had to, had to be careful. Yeah. Do you think that, um, this, is, this is slightly off topic or but related, do you think that riding a Harley you are more of a target for the mates in blue? Uh, like generally speaking, from the time you started riding a bike, I'm just curious because you are highly visible on those bikes. Yeah, well, I always say, people always say to me, you know, Harley, well, you're riding a bike, you're a temporary Australian, but, uh, Harley Davidsons are the most seen. I think everyone recognises a Harley rider, mm-hmm. um, and we're, let's face it, we're not exactly silent. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can hear the bike. That's the giveaway, I suppose. So you can tend to be a target, um, uh, just purely because of the noise of the bike, and you know, we, we suffer the noise restrictions that everybody else does. So if you give a Harley a good rev, um, it has a great sound. You know. And uh, it, some of them might be a little louder than they should be. So, right. uh, yeah, you, you, you know. Uh, but other than that, um, not really not really a, a pointed target at all, no. Oh, that's good. Hmm. Well, that's good, especially because you've written a song about it, which might encourage more people to go and get a Harley. Uh, but you've that's got, right, get out there. Have, <laughs> you have said that there are actually not many songs written about Harleys in the country arena and, Initially, that surprised me, but then I stopped and thought, well, no, because pickup trucks are the things or utes are the yeah. things. Yeah. They, well, that's the story with this is that uh, you're right. There's not a lot of songs written about Harley, well, that I could find written about Harleys in the country arena. Certainly in um, the rock or, or blues or whatever, there's, there seems to be quite a lot. Uh, but pickup trucks uh, certainly do. And in actual fact, this song, I had originally started riding as my Chevy ride because I have a Chevy pickup um, or, or Chevy Ute, and um, I didn't like it. And when I played it to Wilco, uh, Dave Wilkins, he said, what's this Chevy? You know, And I said, well, I was going to make it Harley, but then I didn't know how that would go and people get the wrong impression. And I said, but anyway, this is what I wanted to do with the Harley stuff, and that was one of the ideas. And, he's, and you know, we finished the song and it actually sounded better than Chevy Ride. So um, that's how it actually got over there in the end. Yeah, I mean, it's, they both both words have two syllables, but the rhythm is different with Harley to Chevy. It is, that's right. And there's certainly um, a different persona uh, mm. about that. Um, you know, Harley Ride sounds tough, I suppose I'll say it. You know, Chevy is tough, but it doesn't have the same impact, let's say yeah. that. Yeah. Now, you mentioned Dave Wilkins and he is your new manager and I believe that this was the song that cemented the relationship. So is he too a Harley rider? He's not yet, but uh, if I get my way, he will be. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he likes them, loves them. And, uh, yeah, it was when I first met Dave and I said, listen, you know, how about 
can we do something together? He said, oh, yeah, well, send me your stuff and and we'll see. And as I said, this was originally Chevy ride, but I'd sent the second version being Harley ride, and that was the one that got him. And he said, oh, hang on, if you can write like that, I'm interested to talk to you. And uh, that's that's really how it started. And remember, Dave and I lived in the same street for 20 years and never ever met one another uh, until like 25 years later. Can you believe that? Mm. Well, obviously the timing was right. It It must have been. Yeah. 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 Now you've also said, I don't sing sad songs, which is, I think, a great life (laughs) philosophy apart from anything else. Did you ever used to sing sad songs? Never. Absolutely not. No. Um, I, having the the country uh, upbringing from my father, you know, he'd play uh, Charlie Pride, Hank Snow, um, some of the sad ones that Slim would do, et cetera. And I remember there was one in particular called The Long Yard that Slim Dusty did. And um, that uh, that's about the horse that they, you know, leave him out there in the long yard. So they're turning out this horse. Now, I remember the first time I heard it when I was a kid, I thought, how sad is this? I was actually crying. I must have been about eight or nine. I was crying about, you know, they're pushing this old horse out to the paddock and letting him go to enjoy his days but die. <laughs> um, and my other uncle loved Hank Williams, who, not Hank Williams Jr., but Hank Williams, and uh, he would find all the sad songs in there as well. And, um, yeah, I just couldn't do it. I kept saying, why are you playing this stuff? It just makes you want to cry you know that's what it did with me and then when i joined montana which charlie border was out of the slim dusty band um the first thing i said to him was we're not playing the long yard and he played on that on the original album right that's it and he's like why i said because i'll cry he goes mate you're, you're 23 years of age 24 years of age i said i don't care i don't do sad songs no sad songs so uh yeah that's it i've stuck by that all the time and i said you should be happy you know you go away you play music and cry you know so no so also, that's the way I write. I'm sure Charlie had played the Long Yard enough times. He didn't need to play it with you. Yeah, that's right. I couldn't do it as good as what Slim did the original anyway. But, um, yeah, he was. Uh, he just found it very amusing. And he quite often throw these sad songs towards me. I'd say, well, you can sing it. I'm not doing it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But also I would think given that you have played for so many audiences over the years, um, not, the commitment to not playing sad songs would mean that your audience would always have an uplifting, entertaining time. Yeah, you'd certainly hope so. And that, and that's what I try and do with my shows, you know, and we always have tried, uh, even back with the, the band of Montana, is to have the uplifting, don't sit down and watch, you know, get up out of the chairs, enjoy. I mean, music's entertainment. And um, that's what we're in, the entertainment industry. So get out of the chair and have a laugh. And some people say, yeah, but, you know, you can tell a good story and have a cry, but I never put crying on my Friday night list of wanting to do. It was always entertain and, you know, et cetera. So uh, for me, I, I just went the other way. Yeah. yeah, it was. When I read this about you, I thought, well, yeah, that makes actually makes sense. To I think we just accept that there are going to be some sad songs and some happy songs, but it's actually a great commitment, as I said, a great life philosophy to just not engage with that material. Yeah, well, it is for me anyway. Yeah, <laughs> well, I think, and I'm thinking, oh, maybe I should start applying that in my own life. If I didn't have sad songs, maybe I wouldn't be crying over music. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So um, what is next for you? Are you writing some more songs? Have you recorded more songs? Uh, yeah, we have. We've got the album to come out later this year and uh, we have uh, the, the songs are all picked. They're 
completed uh, all bar two now, uh, which we just got to tidy up a couple of things that uh, Dave's not happy with my vocals and that's fine. I can appreciate that. So I've got to go back and finish those off. And then we're targeting uh, the middle of June uh, for the release of the album, which is called Born to Ride. So there you go. There's another another attachment to uh, the Harleys. But um, and there's a couple of more singles to come out as well, uh, mm. which I think will... Um, well, I'm hoping um, that people get to see a bit more of me personally. Um, it's really, I've always found it hard to write personal songs, but mm-hmm. Dave and the people around me have made me sit down and write something that's uh, a bit more uh, personal to give people an insight. So, you know, there's one of those on there which is going to come out shortly that I think um, will be interesting for people. So it be an interesting turn. It's not a sad one, though. <laughs> and I should have asked earlier, actually, when we were talking about Harley Ride, have you had a, re- a response um, from other Harley Riders to the song? Yeah, I have, actually. It's been great. Uh, the guys and the girls, the ladies in the club, the whole club uh, have been really supportive. They like it. And I've had uh, Harley Heaven, uh, which is a big Harley Davidson franchise here in Melbourne and Adelaide and Sydney. Uh, they've jumped on board. Um, they're doing some great stuff with us at the moment. So they've done it. And I just know on my social media, the messages that I've been getting back from and you know people I don't know, uh, mm. they've actually been clicking it and you know recommending it off to their mates who are Harley riders or whatever. Hey, have a listen to this or uh, you know get your ears into this one, play this one. So it's 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 been really interesting to watch that and and quite humbling to be honest that somebody recommends my song to somebody else to listen to. You know, it's yeah, uh, yeah it's it's a great thrill. Well, I would imagine also uh, you may get some contact and feedback from people overseas because obviously Harleys are very mm. popular all around the world. So, I mean, maybe you're already getting that. Yeah, I have. Uh, there's a, it's quite funny. There's a social media group called the Brotherhood uh, of Harleys and they've been sending me messages. Hey, we're playing your stuff this Friday and this is over in America. Oh. Uh, you know, we're, we're having a party and guess what? And they're showing me, you know, that they're playing it. So it's... Uh, uh, you know, you, I don't know what to say to that, but you just, you, know, you couldn't ask for more. That's that's great yeah. that, that they're doing. That's the purpose you sort of write it for, and it's great that people are getting that entertainment from. I can't wait to do them live. Yeah. Well, and also because you've written it from a very uh, genuine place of, of, you know, loving your Harley Davidson, but also embodying that experience of the ride and what you were missing at the time. So it's no wonder people have responded to it, I'm sure. Well, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jason, um, I'm looking forward to hearing your new music when it's released. Um, and uh, in the meantime, this is a very entertaining song, even for a non-Harley rider like me. Yeah, I think you know the the specific is universal, and you captured that that sense of freedom and being out on the road. So, mm. congratulations! Excellent, thank you. Thanks for listening to the Sunburnt Country Music Podcast. For more Australian country music interviews and reviews and other things, go to sunburntcountrymusic.com or to Sunburnt Country Music on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok.